0: to the Drawn to Scale podcast. I'm Pablo Cortez.
1: And I'm Analicia.
0: Today we have as a guest Kathy Kellogg Johnson. Kathy is chairman of the board and corporate secretary of Kellogg Garden Products, an all organic garden products company founded in 1925. Um, Kellogg sells its organic soils across the US. Uh, She is also the 2021 inaugural Mother Earth Award recipient. Kathy, thank you for taking the time to join us today. How are you?
2: I'm well. Thank you, Pablo. Thank you, and Alicia for having me. Yeah,
0: of course. Um, Actually, I wanted to kind of start off if you could tell us a little bit about this Mother Earth Award um, and maybe a little bit of background on how that came about.
2: Yeah, it's really quite an honor. It's the inaugural, um, as you said, the inaugural award. And this organization, Grades of Green, was founded by four moms, and um, these moms were Uh, very committed to adding environmental education into their elementary school children's lives. They had, you know, found fault with, let's say, the lunchroom or the lack of recycling or the Mm -hmm. choices in in the schools. So they come alongside elementary age children who have a project they'd like to do that impacts the environment positively. And it grew from a couple schools in Manhattan Beach, California, uh, to 600 schools internationally and and children have these incredible minds of course and they then are supported in maybe improving on agriculture or pulling together a school recycling program or alternating or uh, altering the choices um, that children are given in the lunchroom for more healthy ones and they've made these impacts over 10 years and this year they They searched for how to how to include sort of their founding roots ongoing. And they looked for a mom who I have three children and I was always gardening with the three children, as Annalicia can testify. Um, Always building gardens in in whatever school uh, that that asked, but always the schools that my kids were in and um, and helping helping foster kind of the, that love in children and students. And so they reached out and asked if I would be their inaugural Mother Earth Award. Again, signifying that I'm a mom caring for my own children as well as a community person that, um, that continues to uh, increase, I guess, the, the environmental footprint in our area.
1: That's amazing. And, and well-deserved. I, I know I've even worked on, you know, projects for other schools that you guys have been in. Kellogg has been involved with, you know, so I can attest to how dedicated you are to that mission. So speaking well, on the of. Yeah.
2: Most impressive, yeah, most impressive is that um, Riverside School for the Deaf Garden. Yes. Oh, my goodness, yeah. that you coordinated. Wow.
1: Yeah, so there, um, you know, obviously COVID hit right after we had kind of built that so a little bit of background on that it was the California school for the deaf has a residential um, has a school in the city of riverside and they have a career uh, technology education program for older students um, who are deaf and they do a lot of training and part of that is kitchen training and so they were we were able to coordinate getting them a farm to det- table garden um, set up at the school and, and Kellogg donated a lot of really amazing organic soil um, to help them. And so they' I think they're just getting back into the swing of things now, um, but it's, it's still there and it's, it's still active. So.
2: Yeah, no, it was incredibly impressive. And you brought together um, you and irrigation and, and I know so many industry, I think it was the Toro um, irrigation supply and just so many people in the in the nursery industry, you know, came to uh, answer the call on Alicia, but your coordination was amazing.
1: Thank you. Yeah, so, you know, the it's Kellogg is a family business. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit about the original vision and or how Kellogg came to be and how you've kind of taken that over?
2: one of my favorite stories to tell and share is that my grandfather founded the company in 1925. And he really had um, his focus on improving soil. uh, And I could spend a long time telling it or a short time. But um, there's uh, the story, of course, is on our website, kellagarden.com for the longer version. But basically grandpa really um, in the 20s, the Textbooks at the time, they called out that if you know you're were growing a crop and it started to drop in yield, you might as well just close down the farm and move on to another piece of property, because property was so abundant. That was the thinking of the time that the soil would be depleted and you were done. But Grandpa could take organic matter and um, restore the soil and bring the crop yields back up. And so since his, his invention was nitro humus, and he found that every time he applied his nitro humus to soil, he would, um, the yields would come up like four times that of any other tree in his orchard. So he knew that he was really on to something in restoring soil. And even through the twenties, through world war II, you know, he, he, this baby corporation came right out of the Spanish pandemic. Spanish flu of Southern mm-hmm. California through the depression through world war two. And then as, yeah. um, in, in the fifties, uh, he began creating more mixes. In fact, his most um, notorious in a good way, uh, customer being Walt Disney and Walt Disney's trying to create the jungle ride and his new and his new, uh, attraction called Disneyland and uh, grandpa worked with him to create a soil that would actually support tropical plants outside in an Anaheim Chaparral desert. So that was the beginning of Kellogg's growing into support nursery plants, you know, changing from agriculture to backyards and gardens. And that coupled and that's with a, the World
1: War, go ahead. Oh, no, that's amazing, because I didn't know that portion in particular, and I was literally just at Disneyland, like, last week, and we are on the Jungle Cruise, and we were talking about the trees there, and we're like, how did they even get these trees (laughs) growing? So that's amazing. I didn't even know that little tidbit.
2: Yeah, yeah, 1955. That was in the beginning of... Gromulch is a well-known product in California and it is a planting mix that um does lower the ph a lot of us struggle with the ph's in soil being a little too high and then of course the water that we water with tends to have tends to edge up towards an eight in ph making things like gardenia's struggle and hydrangea's kind of tinge and uh, so that he created that soil my father came along that's about that same time, late fifties. And he really loved the landscape and nursery industries. He, he wanted to create products that were necessary. He want, if it were, you know, blood meal, bone meal, uh, he created a line of simples and horticulture products and even, you know, vermiculite and perlite and whatever the nursery needed on a truck, hand stacked in a paper bag, we made. Um, and that uh, also, you know, the soils that would come to create the the Rose Bowl and the Los Angeles Coliseum and Dodger Stadium and Angel Stadium, it was something of great pride. My father was very proud that the fields were all established on the soils that he would provide.
0: I think uh, maybe that can kind of roll into um, and. Kathy, is it a a program, the Plant With Purpose?
2: Plant With Purpose is just my favorite. It's my heart that I wear around on my sleeve. Plant With Purpose uh, was founded over 30 years ago, and it might be its 30th anniversary. But um, in Dominican Republic, a gentleman saw that the way to help people was, um, it was so much more important to teach the people he was helping, to teach them how to plant Food and to plant trees and to not chop down the trees just for um, that day's meal, you know, that day's fire to warm the hut. So he began um, coming alongside of farmers and uh, teaching them the principles of recovering organic material from around them manure, leaves, grass, you know, whatever they could make into a compost and how instruct them on the concept of uh, double dug you know, french intensive gardening that um allows you to grow more food per square foot because you're really deeply enriching the soil with organic nutrients that um then has grown to 10 countries and i have spent time in tanzania burundi congo rwanda uganda and um learned I can't tell you with uh, because I will talk the whole hour off about how passionate I am about what I've learned to just stand in a field in Tanzania and hear the successes of the farmers who have come together and they've um, uh, they come together in community groups they plant trees in in Tanzania itself they've planted over 14 million trees in the eight years that I've been going, they but they they understand to protect watershed is primary. That um, and if you want um, to to send a link for to my TED talk, there's some uh, great pictures and the story can be told in full in my TED talk about just how incredible that subsistence farmers are, a hundred percent bought in and executing uh, the restoration of soil the restoration of their um, watershed by planting trees the rivers are flowing in the right place the snows even have returned to kilimanjaro with this planting of 14 million trees around the base of kilimanjaro so that the ecosystem it's incredible and and i have had doubters or people stand next to me and say "Ah, you know, if you don't know where your next meal is coming from, there's no way you're going to plant trees. How ridiculous is that? And in fact, it is the people who are surviving on less than a dollar a day who are taking their time and their, uh, you know, plant with purpose organizes this, but they don't ever give money ever. They, they organize and they visit and they encourage and they teach. And I, and I have to, just relating it back to Kellogg, as I was bouncing around in this you know, vehicle in Africa, I, I was reminded that uh, Kellogg kind of does this in the nursery industry where you know, Jimmy Mack will be visiting nursery A, mm-hmm. driving 50 miles and, and, and visiting nursery B and saying, you know, this display that really educated a person how to plant tomatoes how, how deep to put the plants, which species are surviving. This is the fertilizer you need. This is how often you need to fertilize. This is the soil you want to plant it in. Be sure to water it like this. It's, and then spreading that message to the next um, part of the industry or, you know what, this this whole package sold really well in this nursery was really successful at this time of the year doing this thing. Um, I, I kept being reminded that it, re, it was like this, a pattern of encouragement and education and really love of what you're doing.
0: So Kellogg doesn't just, um, or aside from selling its soils in the US, your reach extends to those places, right? You have a wider reach of of your product and what it can actually do to benefit some of those uh, communities. That's um, that's really uh, awesome to hear.
2: Yes, and thank you, Pablo. Just to clarify that there is a, Whenever you're buying Kellogg's Eden Valley uh, sh- soils, you're contributing directly. A dollar a bag goes to yes. Plant with Purpose, and um, par- the Paradise fertilizer as well, which is a terrific, fun, fully certified, double certified organic fertilizer. It's only found at independent nurseries. It isn't found in any in any chain stores or national stores. Um, but that has been. An ongoing um way to support plant with purpose
0: yeah we'll include a, a link to that ted talk you talked about
1: oh thank you absolutely and um we'll get a, a good picture of the eden valley soil on there oh, thank somewhere you. too <laughs> yeah You're so
2: kind mm-hmm. thank you it's a fabulous soil by the way it's expensive because the ingredients are crazy good um a lot of people mm-hmm. don't like to spend that much money on a planting mix or a potting soil um i think it's about a 13 or $14 retail price. So, you know, but it is really fabulous. There's another wonderful organization. They're a for-profit organization called farmscapes and farmscapes, um, comes alongside homeowners or businesses. And they, for example, at our Kellogg headquarters in Carson, every week farmer Dan comes on out, and, and just addresses our raised bed vegetable gardens. Employees can decide to take their lunch break out there in the garden and you know, deadhead a little or harvest some peppers or do whatever the garden needs. But Daniel is there it's, and he's there to educate and he's there to do. And therefore the Farmscapes keeps um, the garden going and the employees are connected. And I even picked passion fruit the other day it open brought it in and walked it around accounting and people all said that's what that is i didn't know what those were and um so yeah it's it's so farmscapes uses the reason it's connected they use eden valley in every single installation um in southern california northern california and um because it's so reliable and it's so full of nutrients that they said they have um such consistent success with it that it makes a ton of sense for them to um go with that that soil
1: and we talked a little bit about you know some of the international work that you guys do with plants uh, with purpose and then you know we've talked a little bit about some of the school things but what for you are the most rewarding uh, projects that you're involved in personally
2: the hopeful trip every year that are every four years that i can take um to encourage the folks in Tanzania, Burundi, hopefully Ethiopia, when when things get a little less um, volatile there. And it's so, what's incredible is to um, in a trip like that, our purpose in arriving is purely to to stand there and and these folks who have built their own businesses, gardens. Um, backyard gardens to full farms they run out of the hills with eager with bags full of citrus and say look what i grew look what i grew look what i'm selling at the farmer's market to me that's just the most thrilling feeling to see the pride and the joy and the life transformation and the consistency with which people say I'm sending all of my children through secondary school because of the income that I've now I've now derive and and how I know that I'm always going to have crops from now into the future, and um, they know their farms are more stable and are less um, subject to hurricanes and weather torment and um, they yeah so that has been uh, my most rewarding and to second very close second is uh kneeling in a garden with a small child and seeing it through their eyes and so i have uh and in fact your aunt nancy and your mom and alicia have been my inspiration they are the ones as when you were a little girl they were the ones who consistently donated to school gardens and kind of awoke my um I just didn't even know how important it was until I saw them do that. That, you know, your Aunt Nancy in particular, I remember just consistently putting together projects that little children would be interested in. And because of uh, her inspiration, I kept going with it until I had my own children in school. And then I could see the teachers don't have time. The science, you know, they, it's difficult to understand how a garden fits into a curriculum And yet, and they're they're tasked with testing and results. And so it became obvious that parents need to be equipped to um, garden and then to tie in, you know, the three sisters garden with the lesson on Thanksgiving or pull a science teacher in and dissect a leaf or grow those little beans in the windows in the, you know, in the in the plastic bags but now having somewhere outside for those to be planted in soil so i have kneeled next to a little girl who refused to eat anything but butter and noodles right
1: and was, was that nancy's was that nancy's son no <laughs> no. <laughs> no not your cousin <laughs> but
2: and, you know, others that uh, and yeah then once they tasted the fruit once they tasted even a red pepper from the garden or a strawberry from the plant that they were hooked and they become adults who eat lots of vegetables and lots of fruit and say so that's the most rewarding thing of all is to watch the impact on and now they're young adults and i have my multiplicity of young adults who are avid um Either vegetarians, or for certain, they are eating really healthy and growing their own food. That they understand where it came from and that no chemicals were applied to it. So that's extremely rewarding.
0: So, uh, Kathy, as as landscape architects, we you know on occasion will take on um, school projects that have a, a garden as part of the scope, right, or a public works project where we're introducing. Um, you know, a um, an herb garden or a, um, a vegetable garden into into an area. Is there any, any advice or anything that landscape architects can do on our end that, you know, from the design point, point of view, um, or even just the implementation of it, that would support um, soil health?
2: I love that you asked this question, Pablo, because I do think that um, soils have been ignored, ignored, or the other thing is taken for granted, that they're always going to be there. They're fine. They do their job. And if landscape architects had um, kind of a first focus on, well, let's check the soil health. What's the triangle? Biology, chemistry, and physical properties. What's the um, physical properties? Is it sand, silt, or clay? And then what's the chemical properties? Let's take a soil test. Let's go ahead and pause, get you know the seven days it takes to get results and really understand the, sp- physical structure of the soil and the chemistry that exists in the soil. And now let's treat the biology of the soil. This is the absolutely not taught. If you can, you know, confirm in landscape architecture school, I don't believe they're talking about biology and soil. Yes.
0: Very little. I think we had maybe a week <laughs> of, yeah. of cover, you know, like I mean, out of the four class. years. Yeah, exactly. That it talked was, about I think that. it was. Yeah
1: a portion of the class, um, I was a, a soil science nerd and almost went into school for soil science. I had actually done a science fair project with Kathy's help, um, I think in seventh or eighth grade. Um, oh my, so fun. We, I, yeah, it went to the state even, because <laughs> uh, it was, you know, seeing what um, composition organic composition was the best for certain, you know, seeds to flourish and things like that. So, um, but so that was always something I was interested in. And because I like to see productivity, you know, if I plant something, I want to see all the flowers blooming. If I, you know, I'm planting a vegetable, I want, you know, 20 peppers, not five. And so I'm all about (laughs) that productivity. And so it's doing that kind of Upfront work, and so that's always been something on, on my radar, but it's definitely not something that's taught. Um, and like you were saying, Kathy, perfectly about taking it for granted, I think a lot of times we just it's something that's really not considered. It's you know, half the time I know for new construction projects, there's a concrete washout in most of the planter beds that I have to you know plant, and so you know, that's adding a lot of lime, that's adding a lot of acid, it's drying out the soil, and it's, I mean, I always always use Kellogg Garden products (laughs) in my installations, I do, Um, just because I know it works, and I don't have to go back or, you know, amend the soil or replace plants, Um, so I always make sure everything I put has a, a touch of Kellogg Garden product in it, but yeah, um, It's definitely not something that I think in the landscape architecture field, it's a misstep certainly for a lot of the um, installations that get done.
0: Like Annalisa said, you get that wash off into the planters that you're not really, at least we don't get a chance to kind of review and go over and determine what exactly um, that planter or that area is gonna need. Um, But I think if there is a way to specify the Kellogg, Product, then at least you have a little bit more confidence in what's going to go in that's actually going to improve that soil, right? You're not you're not leaving it to the contractor or the owner to um, just dump a bunch of dirt in there.
1: Kellogg's is coming up. It's 1925. It's 2021. So coming up on the hundredth year anniversary. What do you see on the horizon and for the future of Kellogg Garden Products?
2: Oh my gosh, you're scaring me. But I know, yeah.
1: right? I well, you got to you got events to plan now.
2: Yeah, that'll be fun. That'll be fun. I want to you guys back in because i have um it's a really special and wonderful thing i'm grateful for i'm so grateful to have uh any part in a hundred year old family company you know it's just very rare i think it's in the .000 category of family businesses that have survived to the 100th year so it is something to celebrate and how to do it is still being discussed we have a committee together and how do we um best celebrate one of the especially starting with the employees you know to feel part of this and and be part of it uh, we are planning events or planning um a, a multitude of ways to celebrate it not just one party the 60th anniversary we have an event that pulled customers in from far and wide but far and wide in those days was not even to Sacramento and um, Mm -hmm. about to the border of San Diego. So we took busloads of people through our plant and toured them. Now we have 27 plants across the country. And so, and we are there, let me say that correctly there. We have strategic partnerships across the country and three plants on the West Coast that we own and operate. And so it's hard to know what to do for, you know, every site, do you have a party? How do we do this?
1: I love, you know, your uh, company's kind of holistic approach to sustainability, you know, that you guys value, that everyone has a role to play, you know, and it's amazing, it's rare.
2: Yeah, and um, I have also a corporate social responsibility report. It's a document that you can either find on our website or we you ever had someone inquire. I could email it to them or mail it to them. Um, Since 2007, we've been calculating our carbon footprint and trying to do the best we can do. You know, I I had this question in my heart and mind, and it was, gosh, we, you know, we roll around with these huge caterpillar equipment, diesel fuel, plastic bags, holding compost and organic fertilizer. And, You know, at the end of the day, are we kind of good guys or are we bad guys for the impact of all the operations now? So since I was super curious about it, another um, colleague of mine had just completed her state certification on calculating carbon footprint, first class ever to graduate. And she said, "I, I I I can help you with that. And we went through our Ontario plant and our Lockford plant, calculating all the all the electrical bills, all the water, the re, the reusable water, interesting topic there, the um, you know, the purple pipe water, the amount of plastic, the amount of incoming materials, the amount of outgoing materials, and found that because the improving soil with organic matter. Is so incredibly impactful to carbon sequestration. It's literally the single most effective thing any of your listeners can do is amend their soil with heavy amounts of organic matter, especially recovered from manure, tree trimmings, um, etc. If instead of you know throwing a bag of leaves in a tomb which is a landfill actually composting it and returning it into soil the the way that that registers on on carbon calculators is it is incredibly impactful add to that the that the plant planted in the organic matter that pulls carbon from the atmosphere and stores it in the Recalcitrant layer of soil where it belongs, where carbon belongs, that little pump that is now activated and working does more to pull carbon from the atmosphere and store it in soil than any activity that has been suggested, you know, by shooting a rocket into the air or putting some sort of weird satellite out there that would pull carbon in. It doesn't even, it doesn't even compare to just the humble restoring soil with heavy amounts of organic matter and letting the plants do their work.
0: Well, Kathy, uh, I wanted to thank you again for taking the time. We're coming up on the um, the end here. Um, is there uh, any sort of, anything you'd like to share where people can get in contact, uh, go over Kellogg's products?
2: I think kelloggarden.com is the very best resource. Hopefully you'll find, uh, find it um, super informative and clicking on um the the calculator you know tell you how much material to use in your particular application as an architect landscape architect for all the jobs that are coming up and specifying again copious amounts of compost is my favorite phrase (laughs) and also i might mention too and i think alicia you know that we um, own organic control inc Ladybug company, often the industry refers to it as Orcon, but organic control. So basically, we're in the business of encouraging life. Um, if there's something eating your plant, we have the bug that will eat that bug and not eat your plant. And so, uh, kind of turning first always to how can I keep everything alive and in balance. And uh, ladybugs are to be deployed. lee swings, earthworms, praying mantis, uh, a variety of creatures, Trichogramma, you know, uh, predatory mites. But there's a whole lot of stuff you can do to release life in and above your soil, as well as deploy the Kellogg products in your soil for life in the soil.
0: Cool. I, I know. Unless you got something else, I think we can kind of yeah. Wrap this I mean,
1: Kat. Ca- ca- thank you for. Um doing this kathy you've been super you're beautiful wonderful inspiring human being and i um hope that everyone gets a chance to check out your ted talk um check out the kella garden product website um and some of the the plant with purpose um i'm i'm gonna try to tag along on your next trip because (laughs) i would love to go (laughs) and see it um yeah so i mean thank you very much do you have anything else you want to add or see you on the Oaxaca trip that's another area of
2: service of plant with purpose because it's easier to get to than africa oh yeah, yeah. really rewarding.
0: i'm going to throw my name into that trip as well
1: oh good yeah, <laughs> yeah it's
2: it's it's we'll, really we'll do
1: some uh, pro bono design work hey
2: i'm thinking we have a trip here i'm excited yay no, thank you. I would, yeah encourage your listeners to uh, check out also OrganicControl.com and um, Organic Labs, as well as Kellogg Garden. Uh, all of those are uh, companies whose products add life, always adding life in the soil, above the soil in your garden. And thank you for having me. Nice to meet you, Pablo and Alicia. We will yeah. be in touch. And thank you. This has really been fun.
0: Yeah, this is fun. Thanks, Kathy. Good to meet you too.
2: Bye. Bye.